Hello mummers and welcome to episode 14 of Bump to Mum. I am your host Emma and this week I am bringing you an episode which I have been planning and hoping to record for some time. It took some persuasion but this week's episode is with Louis' dad, my husband Luke and it is a dad episode. I was really keen to get a perspective from Luke on pregnancy, birth, postpartum, how he's found it, what he thought was helpful, what has worked, um, and get some kind of honest opinions on how this whole kind of step into fatherhood or leap into fatherhood, you could say, has been for him. I think it's just also cool to get a perspective from the dads. I think, you know, we talk pregnancy, birth, postpartum, it's very heavily focused on mum or the primary caregiver. And there is another, there is another person there um, going through a lot of change emotions as well. So Luke is very open and he shares some of that with you guys. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I also think you'll get to know me a bit better. Um, and yeah, I hope, hope you share this with your partners. Um, you might have some laughs with us. You might think we're totally cringe, but hey. Um, I'm glad that Luke and I did this one together. It was a cool thing to kind of plan and do. This will actually be the last episode for season one. Um, I've decided I'm going to take a couple of weeks break. I'm still going to be doing some stuff in the background, but um, I want to take some time to reflect and plan for what season two of Bump to Mum will look like. So I really would love to hear from you, um, get your feedback on what you've enjoyed, what you want to see more of. Um, so either send me a direct message on my Bumped Mum Instagram account. I'll also be just doing some polls there so I can kind of get some insight into what's been landing well and, and maybe what you want more of. I'm absolutely loving, you know, doing this podcast, speaking to women across New Zealand. If anything, it's just shown me how much more, you know, awareness and education we need around the fourth trimester and postpartum so I am energized and excited to keep bringing you more but it's also so important to me to know what you actually want to hear about so that it can be as meaningful as possible yeah so really hope you enjoy this episode look forward to giving you so much more um, in a couple of weeks time so yes enjoy hello Luke <laughs> hello <laughs> here we are we're finally doing it <laughs> we talked about doing this episode when we when I dreamt up this podcast and it's taken four to five months to do it, but we're doing it now. <laughs> I think I've run out of excuses. So yeah. here we are on a Sunday, midday. Mm -hmm. Louis, uh, he, he looks to be fast asleep from the monitor. Yeah, so. hopefully he stays that way for, for a good chunk of time. Do you want to tell everyone or anyone that's listening a little bit about yourself? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I should start there. Um, hello, my name is Luke. I am... Louis' father and your husband, mm -hmm. Emma's husband. <laughs> um, we live here in Tauranga, mm -hmm. in the Bay of Plenty, New Zealand. Um, we've got two dogs. Yeah. Um, I guess what I do for work, yeah. <laughs> I'm a digital product manager at Air New Zealand. Um, and yeah, life's, life's been pretty good lately. Obviously a lot different with Louis joining the picture, but I think we're doing a pretty good job at rolling with the punches yeah as they come absolutely so we're kind of gonna i guess go through right from like my pregnancy and then talk through fatherhood for you um so it's basically just going to be a bit of a sum up of the the nine months louis was in my belly and the eight months 
leading us to today. Louis's eight months old now, so we're going to do a bit of a wrap up and see it all from Luke's perspective. Maybe a bit of mine because I can always just jump in, but um, it's going to be interesting. So why don't we start and right back, right back when I became pregnant. So tell everyone how you felt during my pregnancy and the lead up to the birth. Like, did you feel ready to be a dad of what you thought a dad would do as well? Oh, wow. Um, it's like four questions in one, but I like to do that. Well, that's what I usually do to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, it was uh, constantly evolving emotions, I think. There, mm. there was obviously a huge amount of excitement. Um, Louis was our, he is our first. Mm. Um, there was a lot of build-up and excitement with getting the nursery ready, doing all the shopping. Um, but at the same time, huge moments of, oh my God, there's this looming countdown of when mm. this little human's going to be joining us. Um, I, I think the funniest part for me was telling people at work or telling mm. friends um, and the difference between sort of who that person was. Um, if it was a, a male colleague with young kids, I, I can't describe it, but they'd kind of give you this look like, ha you're going to join the club soon and you'll yeah. know all about it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about female colleagues then? Oh, so much excitement. Mm. Um, that's always nice as well. Mm. And especially maybe jumping ahead, but post birth, I am um, constantly showing photos of Louis. Yeah. To friends and colleagues as well as he sort of grows up. Mm. And what about, so we did antenatal classes together in person here. How did you find them? Because obviously, like, neither of us have babies in our family. So Louis's the first grandchild on both sides. Um, so we've not really been around a lot of babies, so it was kind of, for us, we actually needed to learn how to do a swaddle and change your nappy, like we didn't know. So how did you find it? And I love that for us as well, we, we knew that we couldn't do an online course because yeah. we would have just got distracted. So this was almost us forcing us to sit in a room and listen and learn for hours a week. Yeah, because otherwise we just knew we'd sit in front of the TV and scroll on our phones because we both work very much largely remote and online so to then do that all day and then to go sit online and do a course it just we knew we wouldn't pay attention so we had to force ourselves out of the house in winter to go sit in a very somewhat uncomfortable classroom for three hours because I was what how many weeks was I maybe like 30-ish and I wanted to sit on the floor because the seats are so uncomfortable that's like my biggest memory of it which is clearly I didn't take away too much but yeah what did you what did you think I mean, we definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I think for me, a lot of it was still around the birth mm. and the the process going into birth. Um, and yeah, there were touches of things that would come sort of in the fourth trimester, but I definitely don't think well, either I wasn't listening or there wasn't that much that I I picked up around what comes actually after the birth. Yeah. And you've got a little human there with you. So did you feel ready? Like if we like don't not knowing what you know now and that build up did you think like yeah we're ready we're ready to have this baby and be parents this is funny because you know my personality you yeah. know that i like i'm like a planner him. he's a planner <laughs> I, I think if i forget about everything else and look back i, I think i was ready mm. i mean i was i was proven wrong and there was still so much to learn mm. but at the time i read all of the links and the blogs that you'd sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd done the antenatal class. 
And we did the, you know, don't be alarmed when the first poo's black because I knew that most likely you'd be doing that nappy because depending on how birth went, it probably wouldn't be me. So we were all prepared for the black poo. That wasn't too triggering for Luke. And then, so maybe also then, so in the lead up, you know, we were a few weeks out from Louis' birth. Um, you were kind of ready to sign off from work at any time. Um, what, what, what did you do? What? Tell everyone what you did in terms of parental leave. Uh, so I, yeah, that was a tricky one. Mm. Um, I, I was fortunate enough that I was in a position where I could take um, not just parental leave, but I actually added a couple of weeks of annual leave on top of that. Mm. So I think I had four weeks. Mm. Um, but yeah, the tricky part was obviously <laughs> knowing when that was going to start. And um, I had so many false starts. So you'd like send the email being like, yeah, no, nah, like he's coming. And then the next day you'd dial it and they'd be like, is your have you just had a baby and you're online already? <laughs> I still think there were like three weeks where I joined a Monday morning stand-up and everyone's like, oh, he's still here. <laughs> yeah, no baby yet. <laughs> um, so, is is there anything in hindsight you, we, you wish we had done to prepare for Louis' arrival or like that, I guess, fourth trimester postpartum? I, I think it's probably just the elephant in the room mm. that... We both wish that we did more research or more preparation for the fourth trimester. Mm. Um, we just had so much focus on actual the, the events of the birth mm. and that happening, um, especially me as well. Mm. But I think, yeah, hence the genesis of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. That, would be, that would be the one thing, um, is not just the first few weeks after birth, but mm. the first few months, what comes after that, it's... It's been an incredible journey, but one that we're constantly learning on. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I think that's, we, we agree on that. Yes, and hence this podcast. Is, oh yeah, this, I'm interested to hear what you say about this. So the birth, the big event that we had been building up for, how was that for you? Oh, <laughs> it was, it was incredible watching you but also just incredibly eye-opening mm. and I don't think I've ever felt so useless in my life <laughs> <laughs> um I I mean yeah what can I do I can put tea leaf candles around the room and squeeze your hand but it was all you <laughs> yeah but then so how did you you know what did you think made you feel useful and what do you think helped me in that during birth I think the things that hope you found useful for the things that we'd actually talked about beforehand mm. um there's one thing i learned not just in the room but also probably in the weeks that came after that but sometimes you don't like being asked questions or there's a, there's a wrong time and a place to to ask too many questions and i think in the delivery suite is probably one of them um so it was good that we talked about a lot and i had my my little job list mm. that i could tick through and these are some of the things that I was going to do for you to help make it better mm. um, I think that went quite well yeah so just to clarify Luke and I have this thing in our relationship where sometimes he will just get on a, a roll and he will ask me so many questions and depending on the mood I'm in or like if it's pre-coffee I sometimes just actually have to look at him and just say I will answer these questions 
either A, once I've had my coffee, or B, right now, because you're bombarded me with like 10 questions at once. So we had had a conversation before I went into labour about in the delivery room, don't ask questions, just do. And then if I get mad at you, just take it, just cop it, but don't ask me heaps of questions. <laughs> Because I won't be able to think, and that was good. You didn't, and you just you just did, and I didn't really realistically. I didn't care. I was focused on something far more pressing, yeah. um, pressing out yeah. my body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how everyone, a lot of people guys talk about this, and it's like, how do you cope with seeing, you know, the person you love in that much pain? How did you find that? It was really really tough, mm. particularly towards the end when I could tell you were getting really exhausted. Mm. Um, and I think by that stage, you, you'd been pushing for more than an hour and a half. Mm. And even, I don't, I don't know if you could pick it up as well, but just being in another position, you start noticing there's all of a sudden more midwives, there's more nurses in the room, mm. and they start having little conversations, and you can sort of tell they're planning for contingency plans and yeah. what's happening. Um, so yeah, that started to get really really hard trying to be with you in the moment and help you but I couldn't help but try and understand or listen to what was going on what around us saying. as well and what might be coming next yeah and it's it's funny because I don't remember that like yeah. I don't I remember all of a sudden a lot of people being in the room but I don't remember hearing anything or like other conversations and maybe for a little bit of context if you are not aware so my water's broke I didn't go into labour naturally from that. So then the next morning I was induced with the Sintosin drip and had an epidural at the same time, which didn't work on one side. So I had feeling in one side, none in the other. So it was just a that, bit of a experience. That was the first thing that was tough to watch, I think, just seeing... Well, the epidural? More the result afterwards around, so like an expectation like mm. seeing you in so much pain and then, oh, this is going to help. Mm. But then it didn't work. Yeah. Um, and you have to sort of readjust and, okay, what's the plan now? Yeah. Oh. And then what about after Louis? So we, he, we got him out. <laughs> he came out. He had a bit of a... <laughs> we had, I had an episiotomy and um, a von, the von Toos, but he came out at 7.37 p.m., um, I mean, to be honest, this is all a bit blurry for me, but you were very, you and Soph, so my sister was in the room as well, Sophie, um, it was very emotional. Yeah, I think the first thing we did though was just double count his toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sophie and Luke thought they could see, what was it, too many or not enough? I can't remember. We both at the same time thought we saw six toes. Yeah, <laughs> on the, one foot. <laughs> the kid came out with flippers. But confirmed there were five toes, so all good there. And you dressed Louie, didn't you? Yeah, you that was... Oh, no, we even on my chest and then after, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was very special, but also, uh, yeah, very different to sort of like the, what you'd practice with an antenatal and anything, all of a sudden there's this tiny, fragile human being yeah. uh, looking up at you from the table. Um, and then from there, so Louie was born at Tauranga Hospital and Luke actually had to leave at what was it like 10 30 p.m i think it was yeah yeah so they had this was kind of during COVID and flu season and luke had to leave at 10 30. i had to wait with louis to be discharged so we could go to birth care so talk me through what you did when you left the hospital because i don't actually know if we've talked about this well we we don't live too far from the hospital so i think i drove home and had a quick shower yeah um 
to be completely honest, I think I turned around and came straight back. Yeah. And I um, parked as close as I possibly could to the entrance to the hospital and I slept in the car until I got a phone call from you to say we could go. Yeah, and that was like... 3 o'clock in the morning. 3 a.m., yeah. Yeah. And I still remember saying to you that we got in the car and we, like, strapped Louie in, which was just, like, bizarre. Like, what the heck? We did not have this little human in our car when we came here. Um, And I was so hungry that I was like, if there wasn't a brand new newborn baby hours old, I would have so hit that maker's drive-thru because it was the only thing open, but... Which is so unlike you. Which is I very unlike I've me, yeah. Ever heard you say that? <laughs> yeah, you were like, yes, girl. <laughs> so, okay, Louis, Louis here. We had a lovely few days in. Lovely few days in birth care. So after his arrival in the first few weeks, how did you feel, and what did you do to? Well, what did you find helpful for me and you? Oh, it's. I have such fond memories of it now, but I think back, trying to think about the detail, mm. and it's kind of a blur. Yeah. Um, there's pockets and things I remember, like lying on the bed in the afternoon, sun in the afternoons, just all sleeping because we're exhausted. Mm. Um, Dogs included in that. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> five on the bed. Um, it was, I'm so glad I had that time off. Um, even if I think back two weeks definitely wouldn't have been enough it was so nice to have just an extra couple on top of that mm-hmm. um, it did probably I mean I didn't slot into finding my groove straight away probably still asked you too many questions at times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think once I I found confidence in what my role was or what my key roles were um, becoming chief nappy changer I don't think you changed a nappy for the first, I want to say, three weeks. I'll say we could count on one hand how many nappies I changed while you were off work. Yeah. Which is, kudos to you, that's a, that's a big shift. Making, There's a lot of pooey nappies if you've, if you've had a newborn. Making cups of tea. I don't think I ever let your water bottle go empty. Mm-hmm. Um, probably annoyed the hell out of you, reminding you to keep drinking water while you were breastfeeding. Yeah, actually I do remember that. <laughs> um, I think that, that was the, once I started to establish and learn those key things that would actually help. Mm. That was good. Yeah. And what about, so obviously in those early days, like Louis really just fed a lot and he was on me a lot. So how did you find the whole bonding experience? It's, definitely been easier I don't want to say more recently but sort of after Louie was sort of five six weeks old yeah early on it was it, it was tough yeah he wasn't he's just a little baby potato mm. staring at you he's not even giving you much in terms of facial expressions so um once realizing that then it was okay well how do I help you yeah uh, but I think that was kind of done and expected. But, yeah. You know, I wasn't going to have this smiling, yeah. going, garring baby in the first couple of days or weeks. Yeah. Bringing him home. And you would always say as well that your role was to look after me and my role was to look after Louis. In, the, in that initial period, obviously, because, yeah, he would feed and then he'd be asleep and you kind of just had to take your moments where you could 
you know, take him and give me a break. And that was what you were really good at doing is just like if I, you know, you just let him sleep on you for a while and I could have a break. Um, I think we've got like memories of those evenings on the couch, which somewhat a little bit triggering when you think about it. And it's just like we'd get to that point of the night where Louis would be grizzly, he wouldn't want to sleep, you'd be... It was like August, you'd be out on the deck pushing the pram or on That's the rocking right. chair trying to just settle him and I would just be getting in some sleep um, until the next feed or when he kind yeah. of, we just got to the point either you'd end up settling him or it was just like, right, he just needs but, another feed. Oh, that's right. Middle of August. Yeah. Um, middle of the night as well, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's freezing cold outside, but there was something magical about stepping through the ranch lighter onto the deck. Um, and as soon as I tried to sneak in after I thought I had him asleep, it kicked off again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even in pushing the pram in the kitchen, we, we, he was definitely an outside boy, wasn't he though? Like as soon as you'd go outside, unfortunately it was freezing. He just seemed to chill down, chill a little bit. So that was kind of your thing. I would just snooze while you tried to settle him. Yeah, the I think the, <laughs> the dogs would take full advantage as well. So you'd lie down on the couch and yeah. the dogs would snuggle up to you. You'd get an hour nap while yes. I'm outside on the cold pushing Louie in a frame. Yeah. So, so you had four weeks off. We had some pretty special memories, which is all kind of blurred into one, one big memory now. I think we both struggled to kind of break it up. But it was so nice having that four weeks. And I think as well, because... My mum was really adamant about taking leave as soon as Louie was born. And we had encouraged her to, to do it once you returned to work. But from her experience, and this is obviously all she could go off with her first baby, my brother, there was no leave for dad. So dad's went back to work. So she was alone with a brand new baby and it was really, really tough. So she kind of thought, right, Emma and Luke are going to meet, need me. They need me available. Um, but it was not actually until you went back to work that I really felt like I needed some extra help and kind of reality set in about what it would be like to be full-time mum and not double parenting, which is, was, yeah. That, so that was probably where, I think we had like four weeks of just kind of bliss. Like, yeah, there was tough times, but we could... You know, you could tag team, you could talk it through, you were both going through it together. And then it got a little bit harder when you went back to work. So talk through your transition back to work. Yeah, I, you're right. I think we got, it was definitely lots of tough times in the first four weeks. But also I think by the time we got there, just before I was going back to work, we were in like a really good groove. Mm. Like, yeah, we didn't have things down packed, but mm. we kind of had our little daily routines. And then the four weeks finished, and that was it. I was having to prepare to go back to work, um, completely shift my my brain into work mode <laughs> after where it had been for the last four weeks. Um, and not just for me, I think for both of us, mm. that was that was a tough a tough transition. Um, and I guess pre Louis and my life up until this point I probably or work's always been quite important to me mm. um always worked at a fast pace and I've mm. kind of liked that and mm. thrived off that um and that was probably the biggest adjustment um was with Louis that had to change like I, I couldn't go back to the old way of working 
mm. that I've done for you know, over 10 years. Yeah. And like, I guess more specifically, like the whole working late and starting early, it was like those were your moments to see Louis and help with Louis and you couldn't just kind of, it's like that whole idea around you go back to work but you're completely different and your life's completely different and you have a new family member so you can't just go back to how it was. Like there has to be change and change is challenging, especially when you're trying to like, especially because it was only four weeks, you know, like and so much, it wasn't like for me, like I'm going to go back to work after a year and, and so much would have changed even from a company and team perspective but you're only gone four weeks and then they're going to, almost expect the same look to be back but you are just so so different i guess I'm, I'm lucky in some ways and i should say that i well i do work in auckland quite a lot i do get to work from home mm. um all four days a week so i have a, a hybrid work setup which mm-hmm. is fantastic where i yes i do spend time away from taranga and you and louis but i also spend a lot of days um working at home in the office yeah where you take over every other lunchtime to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I get kicked out. <laughs> My office. <laughs> um, but even when I work from home, it's it's challenging being here in the same space but not being able to be here. Yeah. Um, I can hear the fun you and Louis having on the floor or you needing help with Louis and I'm on a call or I'm mm. in the middle of something. Um and it, it's it, in some ways it's almost easier those days that I go up to the office mm. and there's a clear break. <laughs> I think we talked about that, right? Like we thought that you working from home would be like the absolute win. And don't get me wrong, there are some real highs to it, but there are also some challenges in that to start, it was kind of unclear. Like I'd almost like, because you were there and I could see you, I'd ask for help with something. Whereas if you're not there, I can just do it by myself. And if I asked and you couldn't, I'd almost get frustrated. But then I'd be like in my head, well, I don't actually need his help. It's just because he's there. So we we almost have got to a point now where even though you're there, I just pretend you're not. And Louie and I go about the day and it basically just means that because you're not traveling to an office and home in the evening, you get a bit more time with him before and after work. I think that's the... The win, which is which is a huge win, but it's not like you're working from home and you're getting all this extra time with Louis. Like sometimes we don't see you at all till the end of the day, you know. Like I don't think it's this whole. Yeah, I mean, you still give me crap because you think I'm the only person in the whole country working <laughs> at five o'clock on a Friday. You are home. though. Like I think I always give Luke crap about this, but he's the most disciplined, well-behaved employee when it comes to working from home because. I don't see, I think, I don't see anyone working harder. You work longer hours, you're always in there, you're so focused. Just hyper-focused. And I, it's like, sometimes I have to like go in there and be like, it's five o'clock and like dangle Louie so you can kind of be like, oh yeah, that's right, time to switch over. Pokes me out of the office with my child. Most people yeah. are like, right, what, what means a knockoff? <laughs> but that, so yeah, that was definitely a transition for both of us. And I think we've got to a point now where we have got a good balance going on. Um, you know, sometimes if it's lunchtime and you're here, you get a little cuddle with Louis and I'll go hang out some washing or whatever, you know. We get make the most of those little moments and 
you do the bedtime routine. That's you and Louis' little thing, um, which has always kind of been your thing, isn't it? It has, yeah. That's, oh, I look forward to that too. Although yeah. it is, um, I think we started off where, yeah, you'd come and dangle Louis. <laughs> You're like, help. <laughs> End of the day. And it would be sort of jumping straight into from like an intense call at work or something and having to shift completely into dad mode. Mm. Um, I think where we've got to now is just having like a five minute interval. Yeah. Give me some time before I... It's just to like go outside, get some mm. fresh air. And then, Switch then I can be yeah. present when I do pick up Louie and we start bath time and he absolutely saturates me on the bathroom floor <laughs> yeah. from kicking water. <laughs> I think we should be real as well about the fact that there were some... It's not been perfect. Like there's been some evenings where you've started doing the nighttime routine with Louie and there's still messages coming through on your phone and I've been standing there watching you respond to them getting kind of like this pent-up anger inside because for me, I'm like, that's your yeah. hour with Louis before bed unless there's planes falling out of the sky. It could wait. But it, again, it's just like, I think we, we needed to... We just needed to talk about it and to set the boundaries. I, re- I remember those nights vividly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I've learned a lesson there. Yeah, and it <laughs> is just that whole mentality shift of like pre-Louis, yeah, you could just respond to a message, it was all good, but it's just like the mindset shift of actually could it just wait an hour because he's going to be asleep soon. And then I jump online, and I think I have done that a couple yeah. of times after Louis's gone down, is just pick it up then. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're working through it, we're getting there. <laughs> So what would be your highs and lows of fatherhood so far? Oh, um, well, you always start with the low, right? You always work your way up to the high. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really mention it before, but it, it is, it's a bit of the FOMO mm. when I am like, so grateful that we had that four weeks, but I do feel like I, I miss quite a lot of like the little adventures you and Louie go on. Um, even the little activities you do during the day some of them are big, some of them are small but mm. it's, um, that's, that's one of them I also I hated seeing Louis sick mm. I mean we have been incredibly lucky that he hasn't really had any like sniffles or head colds or anything Yeah. up until a couple of weeks ago Yeah. Um, very fortunate there but there's just something about seeing him not be his happy usual self. Oh, it was horrible. So Louis got COVID when we all got COVID and he was just, the, he was a shell of a Louis, wasn't he? He just, yeah. and we said, cause we all had it, like we knew how shit he felt and just not being able to do anything. And he's such a smiley, like energizer bunny and he was just flat, eh? Yeah. That, that, that was a real low. That was tough. Um, Switching to highs, mm. <laughs> um, you're going to laugh and you're not going to like this, but I don't even know if you've talked about it on the podcast yet. Maybe not. Maybe not. It? It's, um, oh, no, so Louis's no, not, no, no. not talking. I'm <laughs> not going to say that, but we're starting to get a hint <laughs> of a first word maybe. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty clear data. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but what is so bizarre is that we did you. I actually can say I've never heard you trying to teach him that. But he just started. What do you think saying, I do the whole nighttime routine? Yeah, well, apparently. 
But he like yells it almost, doesn't he? Yeah. And then we'll go, no, 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 mama. And then he just goes, dad, dad, dad. Screams it again. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not precious about it, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, cool. And even taking that a little bit further back as well, I think, he's just become more and more engaging every single week. Mm. Um, every single week he's, as a dad, he's giving me so much more and he's responding and... I think the kid's always smiling at the moment. It's mm. trying to make him laugh. That, that, that seeing him be more responsive each week. Yeah. Is a, it's a cheesy one, but that's probably the high. No, it's cool as well. And even when you finish work and kind of come out of your office, like when he spots you, he like literally reaches out and has a big smile on his face now. And it's like, I mean, I don't get that because I feel like he's with me all the time. So he never really has that separation. But like for you, like that's that's got to feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's not a bad way to finish day, a day. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what is something you wish you knew about being a dad or looking after a baby that you wish you knew before that could have maybe been quite helpful or kind of maybe changed some tough times for you? I mean, there's so many little... So mm. I think we could we could go through all of them, but I, one of the biggest things for me is actually a little bit different. It's more about our relationship mm. or our marriage, mm. um, and I think maybe I just didn't think about it ahead of time. But I hadn't considered the fact that our relationship or our marriage would change when Louis arrived. Mm. And that's totally fine. Neither of us thought that, right? Yeah. Um, so there was a bit of, yeah, well, we were navigating early parenthood. What does what does our new dynamic look like? Mm. Well, we've got a tiny one-foot dictator that <laughs> always comes first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm out on the side a little bit here. Yeah. Um, like I said, not a bad thing at all, but it's just, I think it's been a constant piece of, and, and lucky that, I mean, we've talked about it a lot mm. and we... I like to think we've got some good we're communication fine. channels. If, if mum's listening, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. But it's changed, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And I, I don't think it like it, I mean, I don't know if we ever go back to like what it was when we're living carefree in Sydney. No, we <laughs> like, won't. Like we won't ever go back to that life because life yeah. is just so different and we're so different. But different's not bad. I think exactly. that's the thing to say. Like we never, we were talking about this, you know, we, for so many years it was just us. And we did what we liked. We spent as much time together as we liked. It was uninterrupted. Yeah, we had a dog, but like dogs a dog, you can leave them for a bit and they'll be sweet. Um, and then you introduce this little person who really, for that, you know, what? takes like first eighteen years of his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like you know, like all of a sudden, I'm uh, you. So I was so hyper focused on this baby and everything else just dropped to the wayside including you sorry yeah. <laughs> but it's been nav it's navigating that isn't it yeah and how we kind of learn about the new us and the new family dynamic so what do you think's helped us kind of maybe navigate that um I don't maybe we haven't figured it out <laughs> yet <laughs> we we talk together a lot in the evenings yeah i mean i think one of your one of your favourite things to bring up in the evenings is highs and lows of the day. Yeah, I, love a, I love a bit of a wrap-up. <laughs> highs and lows of the day, highs and lows of the weekend. 
I even asked Louis and he doesn't give me much back. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, talking through it's been good. I mean, we do other little things as well, like what we've started a, a date night every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Um, and that's been nice. I mean, the last dinner, I think we didn't even talk about Louis. Nah, most of the times we haven't actually. Well, we've been like, huh, oh, like quickly check the camera and make sure he's asleep. But like, it's been a little Louis chat, but it's also kind of just been yeah. us normal just us and I think someone said it to me as well you've got to remember that it was you before they arrived like that's the reason Louis is here because of us not just because you know and we now have to make time for us we don't have all this extra time so I think that's been something to navigate and now we're at a point where I think we can make that time whereas before it was it was kind of difficult to be away for an extended amount of time because he was so teeny and feeding so much but now we've we've got the bottle nailed he started solids we can get those longer stretches of time should we um should we spin this round should i ask you a question go on i feel like you've been you've been asking all the questions for the last couple of months yeah um because you love a a little playback so much um what what about you what's something that you're really enjoying at the moment with Louis or just in general I oh I am really enjoying the fact that we're at a point now where we can go away with friends with Louis we you know went away to Australia just us um, most recently over Easter we went away with some friends and it's really cool seeing the relationships that our friends and family have with Louis and I know that's I don't know like for example with my mum and and your mum like Louis literally lights up when he sees these people but they light up as equally to see him and like with our friends over Easter and Mungafai like everyone is just like loving seeing him and he's loving being around all these people he's very naturally social I would say like he does just he'll like dish out smiles to randoms and cafes and like he's just a very social yeah. person and he like and it's just cool seeing after this time like obviously we've been building this relationship with him for a lot you know for quite a lot of time but now it's getting to see those relationships with our family and friends and it's really cool yeah family friends strangers on an airplane two seats back yeah and, and then you just start chanting away to them and like yeah i don't know and then it's just like the whole it takes a village and i just kind of have those little it's kind of cheesy but we have a very cool village louis's got a cool village and i'm just excited even as he gets older and i guess less dependent on me and i'm talking about from like a feeding perspective obviously because we're still breastfeeding um when he can go to grandma's or nana's for a weekend and have all these fun little adventures with them and like some of our you know friends who have got babies and kind of forced friendships that we're making him have but like actually as they get older and enjoy hanging out and playing together i think it's quite exciting like i feel like i'm really enjoying seeing that and then excited to see how it's going to blossom what about the lows or challenges what have you within the last eight months oh gosh um i think i'd agree with you like seeing louis sick was really tough and also being sick at the same time and trying to mum and look after a sick baby was just 
really, really tough. Um, so people that have children that are, you know, super unwell, I just, my heart goes out to them because that was nothing in comparison to what some families go through and I found it really difficult. Um, I said one the other night, what was it? You're going to have to remind me. Oh, you do, and you've spoken about it on the podcast before Oh, I remember now. So I've talked about it a lot and that sleep training was like a joint decision we made and it was probably one of the best decisions we made because we're both quite like structure, plan, like to know what's happening. But also those two weeks where we were kind of getting that happening, the, the night sleep fell in place really quickly but that day sleep took a lot of perseverance and I really struggled with that. Um, I hated hearing him cry. It went against everything and I knew he was okay and I knew this was part of the process and I could be there to support him but it didn't change the fact that I found that really, really hard and we did it over the Christmas break so you were home and if you weren't here, I don't think we would have got through it but I guess what kept us going is that we could hear that he was learning and he was safe and we could see him and he wasn't there's nothing wrong but I did just there were days where I just you found it really triggering yeah you still find this cry I do and I even said to you just after this weekend we've been away with some friends who have a newborn and I was like was Louise cry that quiet or and you were like, yeah, kind of. And it, but I just have these memories of it being so loud and piercing. But I think that's just how it sounded to me. You still, like, will be in the kitchen. And you'll stop what you're doing. And you're mm-hmm. so sure you've heard him cry. I know. I still or hear it in the shower and he's fine. Yeah. It's bizarre. But yeah, I'd say that that was all, like, it's funny because it's one of the best things I think we did. But it's also one of the, the low points for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think those are my two. Um, do I get one more question? Go on. Go on. Okay. What What are you looking forward to most? Like what's What's next or what's coming up that you're looking forward to? Uh, oh, I'm excited. I feel like he's just learning everything. Like he's just, you show him something at the moment and after a couple of times he's doing it. Like he's just a little sponge and he's absorbing everything and I feel like we're in a really good groove. We can go out and do fun things together and it just gets, it actually just gets better every week and every month. Um, So I've got another, say, three, four months off work and I'm just excited to fill that with as much fun and adventures with Louis and he's just, yeah, I think that's what I'm excited for. I'm not looking further than that at this point because I know that like, that's going to be another change of me going back to work but at the moment I'm just like loving all the little outings and I feel like I've got to a point where I've got energy to like do more and plan more and see more people so it's kind of nice to be at that point and Louis just comes along for the ride and he loves it (laughs) loves it he just sings in the car I mean I guess I'm excited for some milestones as well like maybe (laughs) maybe he'll crawl maybe he'll say mama eventually (laughs) But we'll keep working on it. We'll keep working on it. I'm not in a massive hurry for him to crawl because I've heard once he's moving, it's all going to change. So maybe, maybe Mama. He can say Mama. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll spin it back to you now. <sighs> back in the hot seat. So what are you most looking forward to? It's kind kind of similar to what you were saying, mm. but I'm. I I spend so much time with Louis. 
talking to him and I could, it's like you can see his little brain spinning mm. that he's like I don't know making going garring da da noises I'm, I'm looking forward to not having conversations but just having a couple more words mm. um, and just being able to keep engaging with him more and more um, so it's less of a one-sided conversation take him for a few more rounds on the golf course oh yes yeah he's um I mean, he, he seemed to really like <laughs> Summerhill, didn't he? I should say that Luke and Louis watch golf in the afternoons quite a lot, or while Louis's having his nighttime bottle. There's either F1 or golf on the telly at the moment, but maybe there'll be a bit more rugby heading into the winter season. I think he was just watching a replay of the Masters highlights, <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> in his last wake window. We yeah. did actually say that that might be our family activity when we took, you know, how families have like a sport they play or and me and Luke were like what's something that we could all get around on the weekend that's fun as the family changes and whatever and, and we were like golf based on the last time you had a club in your hand what are your what are your thoughts on that I'm there for the walk and the scenery <laughs> and the, the the beer and wine at the end the 19th hole the 19th yeah. hole but I think I think it's a good good little activity out and about. It's a reason to plan a trip sometime. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're looking forward to most. What about, actually, you did mention this the other day. You've been enjoying solids recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's been fun. Mm. Um, and not just because I get to nibble on all these. Yeah, I can see you eating quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's just these in- interactions with Louis. Yeah. Um, watching him shove a potato chip in his mouth or, or a beef kofta a beef kofta or a risotto, whatever you want to call it <laughs> or kiwi fruit oh Jeez. he is smashing the kiwi fruit yeah. and I, but I mean smashing it like he's eating it it's a big improvement from well, kind of pulling a face smashing it into his face yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is actually good to be getting because we've t- I've talked about solids with Louis a little bit but we are getting some momentum I feel like he's really just starting to figure it out and enjoy eating so i'll tell you who else is figuring it out and that's the dogs <laughs> yeah b1 and b2 hang around the bottom of the high chair as and soon just, as the, head, the high chair comes out yeah. they're literally no two second rule in this house because they are there in a second right oh yeah <laughs> so what would you say to a dad who's they may be expecting about to be a dad for the first time from your experience what would be luke's top tips Luke's top tips. Luke's top tips, because we're such experts, you and I, <laughs> on raising children. <laughs> I guess, um, well, that's like, I mean, wind it back. That's like my experience with colleagues at work. Mm. I can give them the smile and the, yeah, you can join the club soon. Mm. You'll, you'll know all about it. Yeah. Um, but now but now you should actually be helpful, because that's not <laughs> helpful to say that to someone. You could actually say, oh, yeah. like, you know, like, this worked really well for us, like, Okay, Without Luke's, being too advicey, because no one likes that. No, but. no, we don't like that. Uh, Luke's top tips. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the first one has to be don't ask too many questions, right? Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Just do. And <laughs> accept the cop out yeah. if I'm not happy. Or if don't ask too many later. questions. Yeah. Just, just do it. And if you've done the wrong thing, I promise you. <laughs> You'll know. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, number two. I guess find your niche like you find out what actually does help mm. it's kind of similar to the don't ask questions thing and just do it find out what helps whether it's 
owning the diaper changes, the nighttime routine, making cups of tea, mm-hmm. um, facilitating Cooking. the visitors. Like yeah, just, actually, that's a really good one. Um, you don't have to be doing everything, but mm. find a couple of the good things and just own them. And that, mm. that's your thing. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Um, yeah. At least three, because you always need three. Mm-hmm. One more. One more. Um, a little bit not so serious one, but take lot of, or take lots of photos of mum and baby. Yes. Um, we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, and it, it, I mean there is no shortage of photos on your phone of Louis. Of Louis. Yes. But it's actually quite nice to have. Well, it's not very nice to have photos mm. of you and Louis together. Yeah. Um, so that's my my third top tip. And that was actually something I really liked. Those those are really good tips. But that was also something we did on our family holidays. I said to you, I was like, we're gonna be completely give zero bucks, I guess. <laughs> And we are going to ask random people to take a family photo of us because otherwise every photo is just going to be me and Louie or you and Louie. And we were like, we're not here with other people, so we're just going to have to ask people to take a family photo. Otherwise, we're never going to get the family photo. And we did that a couple of times. And I mean, it's so cringy and sometimes it's just like an average photo, but it's for the memories, right? For the memories. It's the same thing with taking a photo of Louie and I. It's not necessarily to go anywhere. It's just the memories and it just actually reminds me of that funny meme you see of like the photos I've taken of you and Louis versus what you've taken of me and Louis sometimes and well it's not quite what I imagined but hey we'll go with it <laughs> so yeah I think a few of them made it onto the onto the gram yeah. yeah there's a couple that never will I mean between you and Louis in a group shot Louis looking somewhere else and yeah. you've got your eyes closed half the time yeah so is. it was actually pretty difficult to get a photo where we're, all three of us are looking at the camera I know <laughs> this is true well thanks Luke this is having on my <laughs> podcast which I must say as well Luke was a big advocate and big supporter of this podcast when we I first had the idea it was around walking around the mount one morning with Louis after a coffee um, and he was all on board and helped me set a lot, up a lot of it. He bought me my microphone for Christmas, so it's about time he got on here and gave it a whirl, so thank you. It's, it hasn't been as bad as I thought. Great. I've enjoyed it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>